back to Columbus Cast. I'm Julia. And I'm Laura. And uh, welcome to March. Can you Here we are again. In a year. We're back. We're, it's like happening all over again. No, but things are getting better. It's. <laughs> what did you do this weekend, Julia? <laughs> Just no comment. Um, let's see. This weekend, I continued my birthday food tour. Mm. <laughs> of just eating like absolute garbage um i went to ritzy's which is that kind of diner burger place in worthington on high street mm-hmm. um i went to there friday i went to there i went there on friday it was really good um their burgers were just they were really good and they were like really fairly priced mm. which i'm a big fan of that then on saturday my aunt and uncle came into town and we walked around grandview and Went to um, DK Diner. No, last time I, I drove by um, DK Diner on like this past weekend, and they had a huge tent outside. Do you know what that? Mm-hmm. Means? Yeah, they they're doing some like outdoor dining, oh. and they have that because they have an igloo that you can reserve to eat outside, and then they have um, tents set up to do some outdoor dining or some outdoor waiting, so you don't have to like wait in the parking lot in the snow. So, nice. yeah, that was really good a really fun time um on saturday night i hung out with some of my vaccinated friends we still all wore masks which felt like silly but it'd be that way in 20 that way 21 and 21 yeah covid and so that was good and then on sunday i got barbecue from ray ray's nice and we made some homemade onion petals because uh you know dairy dose isn't open so yeah, dairy dose i'm actually that's so interesting because i'm i can't wait to see what happens this summer when you know the market opens back up and what they do yeah so i've been really missing their onion petals but we tried to do them at home and they're still good. I, I I mean, I've been eating them for the past four days because it's surprising how many onion petals, like two onions will make. No, I feel that. So yeah, on my, the, my weekend was like pretty good. I did some, um, some DIYs. I upcycled a dresser. That was fun. I got nice. Marketplace and flipped it. Yeah. Yep. Um, Saturday I had um pies and pints like their chicken gouda pizza which is a fan fave um and then nathan wanted to get steak and shake he's like oddly into steak and shake i don't understand the obsession but i feel like that's an ohio thing i knew like a couple people in college who i literally never even were really into it until i moved to like we didn't have it where i'm from i guess so yeah i mean they didn't have it on the east coast i don't think um and then sunday nothing like too exciting happened i think uh i was in grandview for a little bit and then was it micro center i got jersey mics helped my neighbor with some stuff oh i got to um use a leaf blower on my roof to clean out my gutters real exciting stuff folks so being a homeowner sounds magical that's what's been going on in my hey you'd rather clean out your gutters than like have a flooded basement so true when those are the options one is free and quick and the other one is not free and very annoying so all right should we get into our COVID update one year later yeah do you do you want to get into the COVID update before my um 
rescinded yeah, I think message. Maybe that would be appropriate. So I think this is like really good news, very exciting news, especially when you think about Ohio versus like other states. Not that it's a competition, but it's very interesting to compare, let's say, like Ohio to Texas or <laughs> Ohio to Florida. Um, makes me feel a little bit tiny bit better on the inside. Um, so here's here's the update. We are now into, I don't even know what phase we're in anymore, but the latest is police, child care workers, and people over the age of 60 are now vaccine eligible in Ohio, which is great news. Um, so since December, 1.6 million vaccines have been delivered to Ohio, which I think you have to remember that because there's been 1.6 million, that's only because every vaccine requires two doses. So um over but over 14 percent of the state's adult population has been vaccinated which to me sounds amazing like that's very exciting um and we're about to receive even more vaccines so since the approval of the johnson and johnson vaccine we're getting close to half a million doses which will be able to vaccinate half a million people instead of half of that um, because the johnson and johnson vaccine only requires one dose and i believe there aren't as many uh like precautions with the vaccine itself i think it can stay outside of the refrigerator for more than 24 hours which is good news as well so anyway, these um, 44,800,000 doses will greatly expand the supply in Ohio, and Governor DeWine is expanding who's eligible. Um, so a cohort of nearly 670,000 people are now eligible to schedule appointments. So if that's if that's you or your parents, um, congratulations! Very exciting. Yeah, we're getting still there. not me, but no, I know soon. But it's okay. I've heard the Johnson and Johnson one is good, so I'm willing to. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that are like, I want to wait to get the Johnson and Johnson one because I only want to get a shot once. And hey, if that's what it does, that's what it takes for you to get vaccinated. Then, I mean, I'll do whatever. If someone called me right now and was like, get vaccinated. I I would, but I'm trying to spin it and like, no, waiting is fine. Also, it's nice too because like a decent amount of my friends are vaccinated now because they're yeah, you have healthcare mm-hmm. yeah they're all like healthcare workers so that um does me well yeah so julia has a uh, statement regarding covid to make we were listening we were re-listening to our episode from last week and if you listened as well and you've been keeping up to date on news around columbus we said some stuff that uh didn't age well over the past <laughs> week so we're just gonna take a moment to address that now yeah typical uh i if you listen to last week, if you want to re-listen to it, go for it. I went to Platform Brewery on Sunday, the Sunday to watch the OSU Michigan game, and I complimented how great it was, how good they were doing on COVID protocols, and how it was just the place to go. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and rescind that. Um, if yeah. you have, if you've been following the news or social media, you'll know that. Um, recently the entire platform Columbus staff has quit. So the tap room has been closed until further notice. Um, basically there's been like a lot of issues. There's a really long letter that was posted along with like the sign on the door going over all of this stuff. And like, apparently like black mold, there's been issues with, um, bartenders not getting tips and just there's a delivery driver who said he like continually experienced issues with getting a paycheck. Like there's a lot of bad stuff and employees um, have complained that they have brought like the concerns to previous manager who's like no longer with the company because he was trying to like advocate for his employees and 
um, clearly didn't work out. So, and nothing was addressed, um, which I think is just, it goes to show that you never know what's going on behind the scenes that goes for people and that goes for companies. I thought platform was doing great. They've been saying all the right things on February 16th. They released, um, that beer that was to raise money for, um, like Ohio restaurant employee relief fund. And they've been doing that. Like, yeah. Well, and they've been giving that, doing that, um, give back Tuesday where every Tuesday a portion of their profits go to, um, a local nonprofit. And like I said, I did not feel any sort of hostility or un COVID friendliness when I went on Sunday, but apparently it's bad. And I think, you know, it's just an important reminder to all to things are never as they seem Mm -hmm. people, even though your waitress might seem like really happy and like things are going good. Um, they might not be. So I think it's important to remember that with everyone during these times. So I send my statement on platform from last week and I will be watching this news because it makes me sad because they have really great views, some really great beer. And I want to believe that they're a stand-up company, but yeah, I wonder how much of it has to do with like the takeover from Anheuser-Busch and yeah, that's what I mean, like the letter kind of addressed that a lot of the changes came from when they're acquired by Anheuser. So I don't know enough about that to speak on it, but I will definitely be following it. And it's always sad to see a local business kind of not do the right thing and not do the right thing. Yeah. So if you are closer to the situation or have some news you want to, you know, share we're feel free to make us your soapbox um yeah email us at columbuscast at gmail.com you can slide into our dms on instagram at cast on instagram i just said that so we're always here we're always listening yep um i wouldn't yeah yep so shall we get into some news yeah let me go into a positive um acquiring of a business right. <laughs> so yoga on high just got a new buyer um and i can't remember the name of the woman but she's been going to like yoga on high and she owns um a yoga e studio i think they do more than just yoga in new albany but that is awesome she's committed to buying it and keeping the owners are still allowed to teach there and nice everything like that and then the best part is um yoga on high has done a lot of work with the columbus foundation and with just a lot of local nonprofits. um and they're going to continue to do all that work and continue to do their um yogurt i almost said yogurt (laughs) their yoga teacher training and um support the charities and the youth yoga and the prison yoga and all that yoga for wounded veterans so that's that's a good acquisition that's looking good yes it is looking good and i'm excited too because there's a yoga on high on like the corner of my street and i'd like to see that like revamped and prettied up yeah Hmm. is it on fifth Mm -hmm. it's on fifth like in that strip yeah that like nothing is open in right now is it all closed? I'm trying to think of what else there is open. There's the rest- uh, the wine shop's open. Yeah. Twist- the laundromat is moving. 
the craft and vinyl isn't open, hasn't been open in COVID. It's been open for a while. I feel like it wasn't even open pre-COVID, but maybe it was. I think they were set to like open up in, I think they opened in like February of last year. Really? Yeah, I think they're fairly newish, maybe. Maybe that's wrong. I, can, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never actually been in there. I haven't either, but I would like to. It looks super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, a lot of that stuff isn't open. But speaking of that strip, I had to do a double take when I was reading this article because Jimmy V's has been replaced with double take in German Village. So basically, Jimmy V's is now double take, but it's the one in German Village. But when I was looking at the picture, it looks exactly like the one on Fifth. Mm. And I had just come back from a walk. So I literally had just walked past it. I was like, how did I miss this? It has like the same flower baskets, the same like patio fence, the same style building. Um, So I'm wondering if Jimmy V's will also like the Jimmy V's on Fifth will also transition over to double take. But um, another good or what seems like good now i'm like afraid to say anything this is all just speculation folks yes speculation um every week it's just us telling you what we think is happening and sometimes it's not right (laughs) um a former jimmy v's employee of the south high street location in german village turned it into a new restaurant it's called double take he took over the bar in november and uh, for a few months, he operated it as Jimmy V's, but has recently kind of rebranded. Now it has double the serving sizes. He added some new, like, kind of upscale dishes, like lobster and mm. grilled salmon and lamb chops and steak. Um, and the interior is also updated. So there's, it's apparently looks brand new. So that's why I'm like, ooh, can we bring that to fifth as well? Because I would love a good sports bar in walking distance. Not that Jimmy V's is a bad sports bar, but, you know, it'd be that way. Yes. It's hard with uh, everything. I was like, hard with, Julia. What is it? Pandemic, like not trying to eat out as much, but also trying to eat out as much as possible to support local businesses. I feel all of that. You know, the balance is... Speaking speaking of the balance, so there's two new places that are have opened in Easton in the new Easton. I forget what they're calling it, like the urban district or the ur- the the newest development of Easton. So, um, I think it was two weeks ago now. Lemon Shark is officially opened in Easton, and I thought it was sushi, but it's actually poke or poke pokey. I still don't really understand the difference. It's like a burrito versus a burrito bowl. In my opinion. Yeah, pretty much. Um, exactly. It's basically just like the contents of a sushi roll emptied out into a bowl and then you eat it. Although I think if we were going to be technical, poke is like Hawaiian cuisine and then um, sushi is like traditional Japanese cuisine. Anyway, their menu looks del- delicious. I haven't been yet, but I really want to go. And if you're in the area and you want to be a little, you know, fancy you can go to the new pins which officially opens tomorrow march 4th in easton and this has been a long time coming um so this will be pins third location in columbus i was gonna say they have other locations like in nashville i saw one in nashville when i went this past summer and i was like wait a minute where hey columbus is the new nashville i have said this for years columbus or am i just in uh, columbus um we're the same city yeah so this is the third pins location 
in Columbus, Ohio, because we now have one downtown. We have one in Dublin at Bridge Park, and now we have one at Easton. So, and I'm trying to think with um, Lemon Shark and Pins opened, I think that that final development area is complete because we have restoration hardware. You got Pins, Lemon Shark, True Food opened up a while ago. Um, Crimson Cup opened. There's the Dragon Donuts, Slurping Turtle opened couple weeks before that um what am i forgetting maybe the hotel um, the hotel. forbidden route is kind of in that area oh and then there's ac Ducey or whatever it's called and beeline which are both already opened i think the last thing to open then would be the hotel um i forgot what type of hotel it's gonna be and there's like an xyz lounge or something like that so but yeah, so I think with um, pins opening tomorrow, March fourth, that's it's complete. Nice. Go. It is so wild because I I did go walk around Bridge Park this weekend, and walking past that pins is a very different vibe than the downtown pins when I've gone. It's been so long since I've gone to pins, and I've always gone to pins at like nine thirty p.m. So. Walking past pins in Dublin during the daytime was weird. Very different. There was a lot of strollers. Oh, like baby strollers. Yeah, a lot of baby strollers. A lot of people children. strolling around. Oh, that too. So far, it was a very I nice so day. Children, I like the word stroller. Like, didn't register in my brain. <sighs> All right, okay. Got some other news. Yeah, I'll give the other quick food news I've got. Um, March 15th, something to look forward to, outdoor dining, that pilot program that was running through November where you got to turn the parking lot or some of the pedestrian streets into patio area is going to return, which is awesome because I love a good outdoor dining moment, even pre-COVID. And restaurants and bars can submit the application and it will, the city is going to waive the permit fee this year because, you know, pandemic so also barrio is opening their second location in columbus it's going to be on high street on 15th and high which i think will it'll be really popular i feel like that's like too many margarita spots there and that's coming from somebody who loves margaritas because you there's plaza casuelas and then now barrio like all right there and I think the hard part is Barrio is kind of like an upscale, like margarita place. Yeah. Like it's, it's not college price friendly. Like I want to go and get a margarita for $3, not eight, but you know, kids nowadays are a lot bougier and they've been used to the short North pricing. So well, maybe it's like, if you, um, you know, want to go for like happy hour with your friends, you go to Consuelas, but when your parents are in town, you go to Bari. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that was kind of like Eddie George's. Like it was like a when Eddie George's was in campus prior to you living in Columbus, that was like a spot people could take their parents mm-hmm. or like a nicer spot. People would go on their birthday, but I feel like it's just hard for businesses to succeed on that model, especially like when the happy hours around are so good and they're so much longer like and they run to like 7 or 8 p.m and then start again at like 11 i wonder though how many businesses are like still doing happy hour and this is just based on my very limited experience i went to um 1126 restaurant like the other day and we went during happy hour and they're like yeah we're not doing happy hour so based on my single experience I wonder. Yeah. And I totally get it if restaurants aren't doing happy hour. Like that makes perfect sense. But I mean, it's also, it gets hard as a consumer as well. And I 
feel like especially as like a college student and yeah college you know a whole different name of a game but that's for, yeah that's a different topic and a different podcast play. so yeah yep 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 um, oh, also my last food news. I saw this and I'm super excited, but the Native American Indian Center of Central Ohio has been doing like monthly food where you can order in advance and they'll give you dinner. It's kind of like a platter of stuff. So um, this month, the dinner is going to be on March 13th and you have to order by March 10th, but it's the Northern Plains platter, mm. which I remember learning that. I remember that word that unlocked a really distinct memory from like fourth grade. <laughs> um, but it's going to feature smoked buffalo, Lakota corn soup, uh, Hinda's. I should learn how to pronounce words before I uh, put them in our notes. No, no, we're, we're just, everything is speculation. <laughs> just keep going. You're doing great. Hinda's sada, acorn squash, Gaboo bread and Wajup Poppy. <laughs> I think you did an amazing job. It seems like that's a type of berry pudding. Yes. Um, so anyway, I saw the pictures. It looks really good. So I think always good to support some minority-owned businesses and not cook. So. You know, so I have a friend who um, she lives in New York, but she's doing this thing right now called Eat the Alphabet, which first of all just sounds amazing. Oh, I've seen people like doing that, and I'm so jealous. So like, you start with A, and you have like Armenian food, and then you go to B, and you have like Bulgarian food, and you go to C, and you have like who knows, you know? Yeah, I've Perhaps. seen people doing that with Six One Four put out an article of somebody who was doing that in Columbus, and it yeah. was like. And they also integrated the Columbus list. So it was like A was Aladdin's, B was Balboa, C yeah. was Cap City Diner. So very cool idea. And I've seen people do it with pizza. If you're in the Pizza Connoisseurs of Columbus Facebook group. Um, Is that something that you're a part of? Yes. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I've, wow. I've gotten really into Facebook groups um, during this during this uh, past I'm year. I'm over here like drooling on TikTok. I feel like you could also drink the alphabet. Okay, well, now we're getting carried away. Yeah, so ideas for the future. You could do like an amber ale and then you could do like a Bud Light and then you could do a Corona and then you could do a something else. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should table that for this summer excited for, for some content i can't wait for our yeah. party oh, i can't wait for i sent julia a tiktok so the other day of people who are probably not being covid safe but they had a big party and then everyone who came had to dress up like a joe and someone was like joe exotic and someone was trader joe trader joe and someone was like joe schmo i don't know it was just joe jonas joe jonas oh my god yeah i've joe seen biden. so many of those joe like biden it's like come on i like the taylor swift ones where somebody's like a different tailor or different i saw one that was everyone dresses up as a different holiday and they bring yeah. a cocktail yeah, related to that one the latest one i saw was everyone dressed up as a different planet <laughs> <laughs> oh these are I so bought, good I, I wish i was in college i bought those paper lanterns from ikea and they like literally crammed their head into them and like they all painted their oh my god Ugh. kids these days are so creative i okay. just so moving love them. on i'm gonna i'm just gonna move on um so recently and i don't know how recently because i'm just speculating but this article that i'm referring to is published five hours ago so i'm gonna go ahead and say pretty recent new rules on math mass gatherings in ohio were signed yesterday 
um, mean that indoor sports venues can seat up to 25% capacity starting immediately. So starting last night, Ohio's Major League Professional Hockey Team, aka the Columbus Blue Jackets, had fans in the, in the I was going to say stadium, probably arena is the right word, in the arena for the first time uh, in a long time since last March. A fan said it's been 366 days since we've been in Nationwide. Not that I've been counting or anything. So anyway, <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool for fans. And it's also pretty cool for players that they finally get to have people in the stands again. Um, go Seth Jones. Okay, moving on. What am I going to do when Seth Jones like doesn't play for the Blue Jackets anymore? For all I know, he probably doesn't. <laughs> and I'm just like forever going to be like, I, I love Seth Jones. Seth Jones. Well, that's how I feel with like Bo Bennett on the Penguins. I don't think he's played in the league for a while, and I still... Yeah, whenever I go to a Yankees game, I'm like, go Darren Cheetar! And he's, like, 50 and has, like, five kids, and he married at, like, a 17. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. A different podcast. Um, so, let's get into some events. Okay, here's an event I'm pretty hyped about. Dublin is planning a socially distant St. Patrick's Day. Okay. And... That'll be good until everyone gets drunk, and then the distance will, like... Yeah, well... <laughs> I'm more excited about this piece of it. So I've seen this before that they do a Celtic cocktail trail. And you know how I love my trails and my passports. All trails, any trails, all passports. Yeah. I used to wear a sweater vest with... Exactly. I apparently enjoyed it. That sums me up right there. Put it on my grave. (laughs) (laughs) That just got dark. (laughs) Anyway... Um, it's set to launch March 13th, and participants can visit 18 local restaurants to have a created cocktail with Irish flair. So it's not necessarily like on St. Patrick's Day, and that's why I like it, because <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day. Um, so that way you can kind of spread it out. So you yeah. can really like, if you get in there and it's too crowded, you can be like, nope, I got to socially distance. I'm going to be responsible and go later. Um, so I think that's cool, and I think that gives you just something to do some a good way to support local businesses and then also try some new cocktails and then it's going to be touchless too it's going to be a digital passport which i i love my passport books so i haven't decided how i feel about that but i'm just excited for a passport and a list to check off oops sorry and oh you can also win things for completing it you get prizes like koozies and t-shirts and other random free stuff so signing up is free you just gotta like go to the bars and buy drinks and then they're also doing like they're playing the parade virtually and some other kid stuff but this really isn't a kid podcast unless you want it to be let us know our five listeners out there we have more than five. There's like 30 of you, if you're wondering, and half of them are my mom, and the other half are Julia's dad. So, <laughs> Ben, like, we've been doing this podcast. Hey, this is the number one podcast in Columbus. Best podcast Thank in Columbus. Me. So, manifesting. If St. Patrick's Day isn't your holiday and you're like, screw it, I'm ready for summer, well, guess what? You're in luck. Prime Social just announced the first 2021 drive in show of 2021. <laughs> The band Big Gigantic is coming to the Westland Mall on June 11th. If you've heard of them, enjoy. 
Um, I've never heard of Big Gigantic. Have you? No. Maybe but I'm also like the most uncool person on the planet. Throw burn our skinny jeans, part our hair in the middle, and go listen to Big Gigantic. I can't part my hair in the middle. I'm I'm a freaking widow's peak. I have a calic, so it I can't. I'm in the same club. I saw a TikTok. <laughs> to get off topic, but then I promise we'll end this podcast. I saw a TikTok of a girl in middle school who shaved her widow's peak. I believe it. And I... <laughs> so, so stupid, but I remember, like, because headbands were really big in 2007 and wearing a headband and my science teacher being like, oh, Julia, look at that widow's peak you have, and then being, like, just so embarrassed for the rest of my life. So I was like, man, I'm really glad I didn't shave it off. That's like semi-traumatizing. And I think that this is so off topic that... <laughs> Talk to you Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. Don't spread.